0: Today's date is September 8th, 2023, and this is episode
1: 38. Hi, punks. Going
2: to school, huh?
3: Yeah! Why don't you play fish, hooky? come fishing us. Yeah, boy. You're sure biting. Keep behind me, Satan. And don't push. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord, thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus
2: said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus
0: said, You don't tempt the Lord, thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert, forty nights and forty days. When he got tired and hungry,
2: to his Father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus
3: said, If you want to be fed, I'll turn these stones to bread. He said, get behind me Satan, Jesus said get behind me Satan. Jesus said get away from me Satan. Jesus said, Don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, say. Jesus said, Get behind me, say. Jesus said, Get away from me, say. Jesus said, Don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then
2: the devil came to Jesus. He said, "If you are the son of God, this the comfortable falling down, back on the
3: ground. Yes, he said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said. Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said. You don't the Lord, I God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus
2: said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, Don't tempt the Lord like God. The devil hated me, and I said, I'm not the cup of stone. And the nations and the kingdoms here below And the devil he told, Jesus, you can have all that you see If you will
3: just bow down and worship me he said, get, get behind me, Satan Jesus said, get behind me, Satan Jesus said, get away from me, Satan Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord like God. Get behind me, Satan Jesus said, get behind me, Satan Jesus said,
2: get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't no. tempt the Lord
0: thy God. Hello and welcome, everyone. This is an official Godcast. Thank God it's Friday, yes indeed. Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you for joining us all in the live chat. My name is Ron Johnston, and I'm here with the one and the only Flight Works Mary. Tonight, giving his testimony our special guest, Daryl Boyer. You know him as just a patriot here on Podbean. Well, Mary. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, it's a miracle I got in here. Can you hear me? Okay. Can Can you hear you? Great.
0: You slid in here right on time.
1: Yeah. Can you give me a five, five there in the chat? We had some technical issues, so you can hear me. Okay. Wonderful.
0: Fantastic.
1: Well, as it turned out, one of the problems is I had the, my headphones plugged into my mic, Jack.
0: (laughs) That doesn't work.
1: Right and apparently my my pc does not like zoom the last two weeks so it's taking me half an hour to get in i think i need to take my computer in <laughs>
0: <laughs> need to take oh. your computer in for an exorcism
1: <laughs> I, I think so.
0: take it into a priest get some holy water poured on that thing
1: i know i need Bryn to pray over my computer i should bring it with me to kentucky there we go yeah <sighs> so speaking I'm a of which, discombobulated so
0: what's going on in kentucky Bards Festing, huh?
1: Bards Festing.
0: Hey, where do you get yep. t- where do you get tickets for that by the way?
1: On bardsfm.com.
0: Bardsfm.com for your tickets. And how much are they?
1: And they are $100, but if, it is uh What if I don't donation. have 100? It's donation based, so they're not turning anybody away. So, whatever you can afford to pay. Right. Nice. And if you can afford to pay more than a 100, that would just help out the next guy who can't afford a ticket, so.
0: And who's going to be cooking? Let's talk about the important stuff
1: jim conley yes
0: barbecue for yes. all life yep. is good yep mila so good to see you we're so glad you are well yes we're so glad you're here and jeff thank you for joining us funky all the crew is here tam matt and have heaven matt Yeah, so good to see all you guys alan jaja i would love you all thank you so much for joining us tonight dj yeah yeah I love my peoples well, good hey um I just heard Scott talking about there's a change on times for bended knee um, I guess starting today it was we're doing 6 a.m. Pacific time for bended knee is that the deal correct okay
1: 6 a.m. every day Pacific time Monday through Friday I should say okay and then I believe it's Sunday 6 a.m. Pacific time will be the longer prayer that they've been doing on Saturday mornings.
0: That's the coffee and Jesus. Yes. Awesome.
1: <clears throat> Correct me if I'm wrong there mods. I think you guys are in chat, but
0: I think that's I right. Think on. That's what it is. That's okay. the information I right. have. Okay. And then, uh, tonight at eight o'clock, we have con Lee. Bards FM at nine o'clock, kilted Christian, 1030 fishers, a minute, midnight, no reason to leave pod just stick here all night long. And then tomorrow, are we going to hear brothers in a Bible? Can we get a confirmation from a special somebody that I saw in chat? Are we gonna have brothers in a Bible tomorrow? We'll wait for that answer. And if anyone got a chance, has anybody listened to knickknacks this week? She's going over the book of Ezekiel.
1: Oh, that's gonna be awesome. I haven't this week.
0: Go back, go back. Oh
1: yeah, so it's nice about the replays.
0: Yeah, we get to listen to it tomorrow and Sunday. That's that's what we do to fill in the time. And go back and listen to the other good stuff. So Nikki, thank you for yeah. doing Book of Ezekiel. Man, yeah, that is just awesome. Yeah. What else is new?
1: Well, next week we have uh, Keturah Martin. We've mentioned her a couple times.
0: All the way from Canada.
1: Yes, and she's got a very powerful testimony so hold on to your hats for this one
0: that's gonna be good and um how did she find us she found us because she was i think she searched dustin nemos yes and her his testimony which he did here um if if you haven't seen dustin nemos or if you haven't heard dustin nemos did his testimony that was episode 17 if you want to go back and so she was searching for Dustin Nemo's because she loves him and found his testimony. And that's how she found us. And the next thing is she's calling us, wanting to do her testimony Isn't that beautiful thing.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. That's kind of what's happened all along. Yeah. Since I have some other new news, though. Tell us. So uh, this is an official Godcast now has a Facebook page. <gasps> for those of us still on Facebook. Now, okay, don't judge. <laughs> that's where my people are <laughs> hey, okay
0: you know and i'm going where a,
1: my people are
0: <laughs> yeah I, no i get it man you know that's um, uh, it's uh it's a snake pit in there but you know what that's where we got to be well, that's, so is the world that's where we got to be yeah the world's in there so that's what we got to do and mm-hmm. we do have a page on x if anyone's on x formerly twitter Look us up there and on Twitter on X, we are just official Godcast. So search official Godcast. You can find us on X. Look at us getting all crazy on the interweb. We're on X and Facebook now. Look out. I know. Do you wanna talk about do you want to talk about tonight?
1: I'm really looking forward to it. I just I love this man's music. And like I said, a couple times here that once i listened to his music i i knew that he had a story to tell and so i'm so excited that he's gonna come on and share uh, yes. what god's been doing in his life and now, so it's been very exciting
0: this is a song that you will hear on kilted christian right here this is washed in the blood so if you're if you're not sure who's on here tonight you may recognize the song and say oh that's who's here tonight Yes, that's who's here. That's who's here tonight. That's yeah. right.
1: And he's got a lot more music than that. So yes,
0: yeah, so you guys know him as Just a Patriot. This is Daryl Boyer. Welcome to this is an official Godcast. How
4: are you, Daryl? I am good. I had to unmute my mic there. Um, I'm good. Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. I'm so glad you're here. Look at that big old smile on Mary. I wish you guys could all see Mary on Zoom right now. She is so smiley. Um, this is her little baby right here. She heard uh she heard your music and it it uh varies like, Ron, this guy has a story and we need to hear it. I gotta yeah. get him. I gotta get him on here. And uh yeah. and the more I got into your YouTube page and the more I started listening, I was like, Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. <laughs> He's a good fit right here. This is gonna be good. So yeah. man, thank you and God bless you for coming on, man. Awesome. So excited. You're releasing a new song, I Am Complete. And uh for our listeners here, we're gonna hear that. That's gonna be our outro song tonight. So you guys are all gonna get a taste of I Am Complete. And uh that's the new one, huh? Yep.
4: Awesome. It's uh it's a tune I probably did four years ago. And uh I don't know, I just waited till I kind of felt like god was saying it's time it's a song on identity and uh definitely we're in that season now that i think it really is it's time
1: oh yeah i agree with that and it is beautiful i've i've heard it since
3: thank you
0: and uh daryl i've i've noticed you on youtube is that the best place to find you and your music on youtube
4: Um, yeah, I mean, you can find it on Spotify, it's on iTunes, um, Spotify's been a little weird with, uh, what they've chosen to put on there and not, not put on there. I'm not really sure what's up with that. I'm trying to get to the bottom of that, but, um, definitely everything that I have, um, for the most part, other than actually buying, you know, the audio Mm
3: -hmm.
4: is, is on YouTube, but all the good stuff's on there anyway. Some of that old stuff (laughs) can stay buried.
1: (laughs) And Jeff just uh, placed in chat that you can buy Daryl's music on iTunes. Yep. So it's a good place to support, support the artist through that. So
4: thanks Jeff. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Jeff.
0: Got to support our artists, got to support our family here and you're, you're building a new website.
4: I am. So the old one was really, really outdated. So unfortunately that's not up and running. That will be, um, that will be Daryl Boyer com when it's done.
0: Okay. And once, uh, how's a good place. I see you're on Facebook. Um, what's a good way for anyone to get a hold of you if they
4: wanted to? Um, so like a lot of people just hit me up on Facebook. Um, I'm always in my messages there. Um, okay. you can, you can find me on telegram. It's really easy there. Um, you can go there and look up my name or whatever, and it'll come up, but, um, that's probably about it. I kind of ditched a lot of the other stuff Yeah, and in the, uh, the downturn.
0: <laughs> no, I can understand. I, the only thing I'm on myself is telegram. I've, I have, uh, facebook page but i'm not active on it and now i'm on x there with the, the godcast but yeah i can understand that things got a little too weird for a little while and i just needed a break just needed yep. to flush all that stuff out for a little bit yeah man yep. i get it well what do you think mary mary you still with us you awake Mary might be froze up. <laughs> she's she's doing her living impersonation here on the Zoom. <laughs> Don't worry, Mary, if you can hear me, it's not a weird pose, so it, it's not horrible. Uh, no 5-5, Mary. Sorry, no 5-5. Okay, so so Mary's out. We're going to start here uh, with a prayer, and then we'll get right into your testimony, Daryl. Uh, so if everyone who's with us please bow your heads and let's go to father dear heavenly father thank you so much for another friday night here on godcast uh, every friday is just such a blessing to be here with all of our family and all our friends and i thank you lord for each and every single one of these people that are here listening live and in the chat and also later in the recording lord thank you for all those people Lord, just know that we're just here to praise you, to glorify you, and we wish that everything that is said and done here tonight does just that, brings glory to you and your kingdom, Lord. We ask for the presence of the Holy Spirit here tonight to give us those words that will do just that, and we pray for Daryl, who's with us tonight. Lord, thank you for Daryl. Thank you for the time that he's sharing here with us tonight. Uh, we praise you so much for everything. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. All right, Mary says her Zoom bombed out. She'll be back in. Uh, <laughs> looks like she's going to connect in through Podbean. And, you know, this this is nothing out of the ordinary. We're just used to this. And uh, we just keep rolling with it. Nothing's going to yeah, stop yeah. tonight. It's going to happen. <laughs> so get thee behind is, me, this Satan. Is, this
4: is every week with something, whether it's a podcast or church service, it this is just the reality. It's all good. Oh, that happens at your church too? Oh yes. Oh yes.
0: <laughs> even with the best sound technicians, we still have these snafus. Even yep. yeah. I yeah, absolutely, man. It's unreal.
4: <laughs> but it will not
0: stop us, I can assure you. All right. So Daryl, we're going to go ahead. We're going to give you the floor. We're going to pass the mic to Daryl and uh, uh, Daryl, we'd love to hear your testimony, man. Please share with us what God
4: has done in your life. All right. Well, so it's always fun when, when you go to tell a bit about your life, you know, it's like, am I going to keep this
3: short and tight? Am I going to keep
4: this really collaborative, um, um so for me, I know a lot of people they'll have this like huge, like profound turnaround. Then you have people where it, it just seems kind of like a little blip and everything kind of sailed nice and easy for them. I'm kind of a little bit of both, I guess. Um, so growing up, um I grew up in it was a church of God. Um I don't even, I don't even know how many of those are out there anymore. It felt it the one I went to, it felt kind of like a Baptist church, I guess, to give it a little context to what the feel was. So, okay. um, kind of in that vein, I, I started going there as a little kid with my parents and what I knew of church and God was, um, so Sunday we get dressed up, we sit in church, we sit in a pew, back, I don't know how many people still have pews or not, some churches do, but back then everything was pews, so you were uncomfortable as a little kid, sitting on a hard pew, and when you were out of line, your dad would slowly reach around and give you a little flick on the ear or whatever, like that. I I remember that kind of being the vibe in church, (laughs) Um, kind of just waiting to get out, you know? Yeah. Didn't didn't track much, because, you know, back then, like, there was, it was a very, very very uh i guess i don't know how to say it like excessively immature version of sunday school that was probably not really done to be harmful but i don't know that it was really grabbing the attention of us kids who were kind of bored so i remember feeling bored um at that point and not really connecting with much and so kind of as as it as it went on you know I got to the point where, hey, I'm finally old enough. I can be in the youth group, um, and so I started to engage in the youth group. But, I mean, at this point in life, I'm I'm not getting any kind of real rec- real huge understanding of what this is really all about. Like, I I got like I said, I got the idea that okay, we get dressed up, we go to church on Sunday, but it was like okay, here's Sunday. Even as a kid, I didn't. I didn't think there there was more to it. You know, you sing all these songs, you do all the little motions that you do in church and and then you go home. You know, those that are that are Catholic or came from a Catholic background can definitely even probably further understand that just mode of ritual of 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 kind of the same monotonous process over and over. And like um, not a dig on on that at all. It's it's just that the most, like, even with the Catholics growing up, I, I saw that, you know, because I would go with friends and whatnot, and I thought, well, this is, this is kind of silly. I don't feel like I'm really getting anything. Right. It's like a, like, a- you know, it's just a, a ritualistic motion. So I kind of grew up with that mindset. Um, my parents, um, they were, they were good parents. Um, it wasn't like, it uh, wasn't like they were bad or there was no weird stuff or abuse or anything like that. Um, but they were, they were just as uneducated in their faith at that point as what, what I was as, as their kid. And so I didn't really have like this night and day difference of what the world and the church was supposed to look like. So they would do the hard nights with their friends and drink and do all that stuff and go till two in the morning. And we end up back at home somehow magically safely, you know, and, um, probably the way a lot of, a lot of us. Grew up, um, so I didn't really have much, much to build anything on. Um, the more I kind of went along, I started to like have a few curiosities and questions, and like I could kind of pick up on like the concepts of, uh, you know, Christians are are kind; they're they give things away to people. You know, I see them hugging a lot of people, and they always say they're going to pray for somebody. Like I, I was picking up some of that stuff but it like really was still not connecting for me. Um, so that took me into high school where I didn't really have much of a compass, you know, I knew I wasn't supposed to do certain things according to what I had obviously heard in sermons and whatnot and, and in youth group, but I still really didn't get, you know, this is hard line. This is, you know, if I want a better life, I got to do this. I just didn't get it. Yeah. And um, so I was a big, big of here in high school, um, I got I got my grades to a point where I passed everything and all that. But every weekend, I was I was off doing what all the rest of the other farm kids that I grew up with were. You know, we were doing building doing. Home, homemade dune buggies and souping up cars and drinking and shooting guns and probably not a really great combination. Um, Party and like but you I'll see just, your parents yeah. party, yeah, exactly. Right, you know. I just thought, hey, this is this is this is wild times. This is what you do. You know, you have these moments, just like when I go to church. You know, I, I clean up, I dress up, and I go there, and then when I'm done, that part's done, and then I go back to my life. You know, and then I go back and I repeat, and that's all I saw it as. And um, I had no plan of going to college. Um, I was a welder at this point. I had done. You know whether you call it a career center or vocational tech school i had done those programs in high school started in auto mechanics got really bored with that did the two-year program in one year then i decided the next year i was going to do welding so i blew through the two-year welding program in six months so that meant hey I, i have no classroom stuff so i went to work so i'm out in the shop of a of a business, why everybody else is in school for part of the day, getting paid some absurd amount of money, and I thought that was what I was going to do. I'm like, this is great, I'm making a fortune. I think I made like thirty seven fifty walking out of high school, and that would have been sometime like 1995, I guess. So that was pretty good. What what kid back in 95 didn't want to make thirty seven fifty an hour? Yeah, that's good money today, but it is. These <laughs> are <You're> starting right. <laughs> um. But like, you want to talk about a a crazy environment, like it was nuts there, you know, and I thought, man, I'm watching people cut fingers and thumbs off and machinery and, you know, everybody's getting burned and I had, I would torched, I had long hair, I torched my hair off one night, welding. I was blowing a hot weld out of a, I was building cat, um, buckets for cat machinery. I was blowing out a hot weld and it's, it's an airline that hooks to a huge magnesium rod, blowing it all out like swirling around me and my hair on just like that just you know poof gone i had wow. a wet, wet bandana on and it stopped when it got to the uh to the bandana thank so you, god so you look so you but, had like a bowl cut going on oh it was it was i, I smelled wow. it before i even knew what was going on like by the time no. i smelled it it was it was gone
0: that's a worst smell too it was burning
3: gone
4: hair yes oh, man, it is man. so so I mean, it didn't take me long to be like, I don't know, I don't do really. You do you have any pictures of that? To my life, <laughs> I wish
0: I did. You got any pictures of that? We got to put them up on Telegram. That's you'll, a good <laughs> you'll never know. You'll never
4: know. <laughs> oh geez. I, oh, so so I I there was a guy that was um that was part of the youth group that I had been going to that that had convinced me somehow. go to college and this is totally last minute i mean like three weeks away from the start of the college year and hadn't
3: hadn't done any college classes and done any kind of like ask for any of that stuff to my poor father i'll be freaking out
4: like on the world you know he's already got one kid in college he's thinking now i'm not gonna pay for this somehow that worked out for him but um i went to a at the time it was a small, um, college, Christian college. Now it's a university, uh, spring Arbor college. Then it was called now it's spring Arbor university in spring Arbor, Michigan. Okay. So I go there, I decide, Oh, I'm going to be a music major. You know, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be, that. I, I probably changed my time, my mind, like <laughs> four times in the first year, like I did all right though. Like, I mean, I was, I was making like mostly bees. You know, I had one, one problematic class, I think that first year, but like surprised myself a little bit, but I think this is kind of where my, my first part of the story of kind of making a turnaround to understanding what God was, was, was here. Cause you gotta understand I'm in a Christian school. I'm this guy that came from this, I'm smoking, I'm drinking, I'm doing all these things that are not, not, See college
3: material,
4: right? You know, and uh, so like they make you sign this paper, you know, when you when you get in there, and I literally refused to sign the paper. It was terrible. The, the paper. Like, said- looking back, I'm just like. This, like, if you have to abide by these rules or you can't go here, and I'm just like, I'm just not gonna sign it. So, the, so the paper's,
0: like no, the the papers like, no Do drinking, the paper's like, no drinking, no drugs, and you're like, you got a rehab program, yep. then? Like, can you help me <laughs> with this? <laughs>
3: uh, so, I didn't sign it though. Don't oh man, they let me stay.
4: Like, but I don't know, maybe, maybe who knows, maybe God spoke to the RA and it's like, just they said, we gotta, gotta this help this
0: guy, we gotta help this guy, we gotta let him stay, yeah. we're gonna help him
4: so they were really patient with me you know they were like oh ah, well, we'll work on this slowly you know and like, i can't just stop smoking you know they were really good to me they were really patient you know so that was super helpful um started to slowly clean some things up um the chapel guy that was there was really really good he he was kind of able i think as well to kind of start putting things in a way that i could start to understand them um so i started getting a little more insight. Because I mean, I remember being that guy that when I, mean, I was in bands um, in high school that were just we were, were horrible, for one, we weren't even any good. Um, but it was never like, I, I also don't think I really ever played with anybody that had any talent. So like, I didn't know what it was supposed to be like. So once I kind of started with the music stuff there, I, I was like surrounded by all these people that were actually talented, you know? Because in high school, you got kids in band that didn't really even want to be in band. Half of them, their parents made them do it, or you're in choir. It was just an easy A, you know? Yeah. And, and how fun was it to to only sing Bridge Over Troubled Water and all these songs? Not that there's anything wrong with it, but, like, that was in an era where it's like rock rules, you know? It's like, uh-huh. I don't want to sing Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I go to school there at the school, and, and I'm, still, I'm still kind of a metalhead oddball um total redneck um so so what music were you listening to growing up oh my gosh like some of your i mean it was everything like back then it was everything from acdc to every glam band under the sun okay like guns and roses metallica obviously because i was a wrestler i pumped myself up before matches you know yeah it was plus everybody else was so so i was you know that
0: sounds but familiar that, <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, I was a GNR guy. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of us that were like that. You know, it's not really that crazy of a variation from probably most people in in the chat. But, um, so that was a huge transition going to a Christian school. Coming out of that, so my my first thing was, hey, I'm recognizing tons of talent here at the school. Um, I'm noticing that people are really, really nice. It's almost like strange how nice all these people are. So that was really kind of cool. I had uh, gotten involved in what they called at the time. So it was a traveling band that you had to audition for. If you were a music major, you were eligible to audition. And so I did. And at the time they were called Common Bond or something, you know, not exactly a really cool name. It was what like, we There was all these amazing musicians that were in there, and um, so we started kind of doing the same where we learned all this music and we would travel around the or escape to
3: and play and whatnot. It's really cool. Yeah, I'm getting to like get pretty of of this, and more than being one I wanted to do directionally, like. so I'm doing all that, and uh get a little bit
4: of understanding of God as you go along. And then and then it just kinda of started to make a shift for me where I'd started giving me songs.
3: And um I started reading some songs. And I mean
4: I feel like something now like I just, just you can go over the level of what he's doing just given me to say, but at the time that milestone pain then felt just as huge, you know, the increment is this huge leap. So it was it was weird because it was like I finally
3: felt like God was talking to me. Um even though it was
4: through the songs. And um it was really kind of a cool way that I think like God started getting attention, you know, like, it's almost like this handpicked, um tailored that's the word I'm looking for, tailored message um to me, you know? So it had a lot more meaning so i really started to get it and then you know some of the bible classes and whatnot that i was taking at the school started to really put the pieces together and, and before long i'm i'm finding myself in a completely different type of church um nice. which made it an enormous difference um you know just getting to the point where we're like okay now i understand Wow, there's this, there's there's this thing called the Holy Spirit. Like, this is pretty cool. Like, tell me more. And you know, I remember going and there was an evangelist that had came and you know, laying hands on me and praying. And I'm like, you know, I want that. You know, and you know, just to be able to to go deeper in what the Holy Spirit had was like so powerful to my mind at that point. Like, just like, wow, I had no idea because I mean, I was this kid that like. The pastor would pray and my brother sitting next to me in church or a youth group or I think it was youth group, the one I'm thinking of in particular, and I look at my brother as he's praying and I'm nudging him, you know, and I'm like, when's he going to be done? How long do you really need to pray, you know, because <laughs> I didn't get it, you know, I'm like, why is he is going on? And ah, it's so bad looking back. But like, when you don't understand, like, I didn't get like, there's a relationship. He's enjoying this. Like, yeah. this is like,
3: yeah. this
4: is like feeding him and like yeah. connecting him at this whole other level. I did not get it. And um, so that, that season really was my first huge, huge step towards change. Um, so then fast forwarding kind of just a little bit, you know, I, I dabbled in some music. Um, mm. It kind of got to the point where um, I was like, oh, I'd married for
3: teen at the time. And uh, so we got
4: married, um, and I realized I can't do this and go to school. So then, of course, that was the end of my school. Now I'm working in construction, and she's finishing her degree. Um, she was going for a teaching degree. So that's how that went. We ended up getting married, and then we had a kid, and um, my first daughter, Carolyn. She's uh, she's 23 now, so it's been a while, um, but then like, I mean, it, it wasn't two years, it wasn't even two years into the marriage that just started, starts going south. And, um, at this point I'm already, so I'm already kind of forgetting like the good, the goodness of God and the good side of, of what I'd experienced, you know, um, I'm kind of forgetting all about, like, where I was, where he had taken me, just the whole, and it's probably a lack of reaching that full level of understanding of what I really had. I was still so young in what I had. Um, so when that marriage started to to fall apart, she had, she had so she had had three or four affairs um, prior to that, which really just took me in a dark spot. So I had started drinking and, um, I'm not, I've never been one of those people that like a little bit is, is fine with me. Cause like I have to do everything in an extreme excess always was that way. Um, so that there couldn't have been a worse thing for me to pick up. And, um, so that marriage did not last. Um, she filed for divorce, she left. And when she did, she took my oldest, and um long for long a short on um, behind the scenes on what was supposed to be a amicable split and an arrangement, and pretty much that was all changed twenty four hours before the hearing, and I got the surprise of my life, so she had my child um I was in a horrible hole of depression, um an absolute wreck. Um, and trying, trying stuff. How, Go ahead. Yep. How
3: how
1: long ago was this now? With this? So this
4: was um this is two years into my first marriage. So this would have okay. been oh golly nineteen. Now this would have been about two thousand and one.
1: Okay. All
4: right. So she had my my oldest they had moved back to new jersey i'm in michigan at this time still and um you know i'm just falling apart and the next thing i know like i'm kind of at that point where i'm starting to give up you know because then there, then you get hit with a child support thing that's just um completely impossible which just felt like it put me in an even deeper hole um i mean it was literally to the point where it was taking And they had the formula wrong. I I guess I'll just say that it was so wrong and there was just no way I could even, I couldn't have a place of my own or pay for anything. So it wasn't a good thing. I was living with my dad and, um, I decided I was going to move to Nashville. And, uh, the mess that I was somehow magically Nashville was going to fix me. You know, so I head off what I should have probably been doing. is chasing my daughter in that season. I mean, I was, I was talking to her. I did have that, but I decided to move to Nashville. I up and go to Nashville. It's almost a, a two day decision. It was insane. I pack up my van. I remember throwing a futon in the back of my minivan, throwing some clothes, only sorry car I had at the time. And I head down there. up with a guy that I had known from before. And I said, I, I gotta start over. So I go down, I move in with him. Um. That's real short-lived because his wife wasn't really having that. So if we find a place. I throw my futon in a house with two people. I have no idea who they are. I'm basically living in a room tucked away where nobody can bother me. And, and I'm trying whatever whatever leads I had. I'm like, I'm going to try to make something of myself here. So I get a job. I'm working for a, a uniform company called g k Services. It's kind of like an Aramark or one of those uniform and rug companies they service like tablecloths and whatnot to restaurants. So I'm working there and I'm getting connected with, uh, RCA records and problem music. And I went the Christian side of RCA back then and RCA was still doing country music. And I said, Oh, maybe this'll work, you know? So I, I get, I get to the studio I'm, I've got some people willing to, to back some things. I, I start tracking out stuff all the while, nothing's really getting any better. You know, I'm kind of in the same hole I was, but I'm trying, I'm trying to go in a, in a different direction, you know? And, uh, I had a few other friends that were living out there that I tried to connect with and I had at least found a church. So I was, I was thinking to myself, Hey, okay, this is great. I'm heading in the right direction. And, and I had made some plans, you know, with this music I was recording. Cause, cause these are some new songs, brand new songs that, you know, I hadn't done anything with yet. And it was, it was another one of them seasons that I didn't recognize that, okay, God's speaking to me again. And I don't even know it because I'm so overwhelmed in myself, you know, and I'm chasing this music thing. So I I secure this thing with, um, Provident music group and, uh, they agree that, okay, we're going to do this, this developmental thing, developmental deals don't exist anymore. (laughs) But back then they were willing to make an investment basically we're going to track three or four songs. We're going to see how, how they do with some, some focus groups and whatnot. And then we're going to take the best one. We're going to put it out. And if it, if it goes somewhere, then we'll back you fully. If it doesn't, then nice knowing you have a nice life. (laughs) So (laughs) that was kind of, that was kind of what I was kind of hinging all my bets on. And in, in that time, you know, I'm getting to know all kinds of people. Um, getting a lot of glimpses of the industry getting getting it to sit at all sorts of parties and gatherings and, and none of this stuff you know is is helping me become a better person i'm you know i'm so focused on i'm sitting in the in the uh, box seats with Martina mcbride and kenny chesney and all these people like hobnobbing it up and artying right along with them you know and that's not good and then the folks from Providence that are supposed to be this great Christian example of what I thought was <laughs> truly a Christian music industry, I, I was, I was, I guess, I was expecting them to help kind of pull me in in some way, or at least that the structure would be enough that maybe it would help me. I was putting a lot of faith and stock in that instead of in, in God just doing the work and me actually wanting to do the hard work along with it. So I mean, it's no—it's a no-brainer that this is going to take me to a crash and burn, and and it did. Um, something went down on New Year's night. I can't even tell you what year this was, but we went down on New Year's night. We were finishing up at a huge concert. Um, would have been at the Predator Stadium there, and we're down making our way down to the bus garage, and my rep from the label is who I went with. And in the process of the night, he had ducked into some party somewhere. I don't know what drugs he got into, but it was pretty horrific stuff because he was completely out of his mind. Um, Long story short, you know, we're in the bus garage. And next thing I know, I'm being launched over the front end of a random pickup truck that's parked down there and proceeds to kick the crap out of me laying there on the on the ground. Mind you, I'm not sober at this point either, so can't really defend myself. Um, anyway, he left me there. Um, the cops picked me up, took me home. Um, the next morning, I was supposed to be in the studio um, downtown in Nashville, and um, producer of the studio, Pat, calls me up, and he says, they just came and took, took it all. I said, what are you talking about? He's like, they just took the masters. I said, what do you mean they took the masters? He said, dude, they just took the, t- the tape. I'm like, you're oh. kidding. So everything that I had tracked at this point was gone. Like, oh wow. he made a, fo- he made a phone call most likely to cover his butt because there was some other foolishness going on that night that he had, I'm assuming passed off on me instead of taking accountability for. Um, but when when that happened, um, they immediately pulled the plug. So I had spent, I mean, we're, we're at like eight months of, of making connections, getting to know people, getting my foot in the door, working all this time on all this music and like, I've got everything staked on this, you know, and, and it's gone in, in an instant. Um, so obviously at this point I'm, I'm feeling about as low as I can go. Things haven't been great with getting the communication I was supposed to with my daughter. Um, she was supposed to be able to come and see me. That didn't happen. Um, the courts had kind of taken taken their hand off, even Karen, because I was out of state. Mind you, this this court was this court case was dealt with in Calhoun County, Michigan, and it never left Calhoun County, Michigan. Um. They never transferred it. She's in New Jersey and I'm in Tennessee and it's still sitting in, in the office of Calhoun County. So nobody wanted to touch anything. Nobody wanted to work on anything. Nobody cared. Like they could have cared less. Oh, my child support's too high. We don't care.
1: Just in the black you know, hole.
4: It's just in a, in a hole, you know, yep. and you know, think what you may have, of different States, they weren't necessarily known for being the best for hearing a guy's side. As it was, so like I really didn't stand a chance. So I'm really, really depressed at this point. And um, there was a guy that I had been in college with that was in a band that I was in in college. We had done really well. I honestly thought we would do something, and it, it just it just didn't end up working out. Um, he was a he was a piano player, very talented piano player and singer, just powerhouse voice. But he's blind guy, and when you watch this guy, it's just like how in the world is this guy with so Taylor? Well, I'd found out he lived in Nashville. So I connect with him. I'm like, hey, Kevin, you know, how you doing? I said, I'm, uh, and I give him the whole story, right? I'm like "Run through all of it again. He's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come by. So I go by. He invites me to stay. Because at this point, like, I, I had already like pretty much, you know, thrown in the towel and had, had walked away from the place I was staying at um so i'd packed up and left in the night you know threw all my stuff in the van and i i just happened to reach out to him um before i left town and he said no why don't you come stay so i i came and stayed and so i get there and he's like he's like oh man he's like you know i got the studio here and never in a million years what i did i think you know this blind buddy of mine was going to have this amazing recording studio and be able to run it but he nice. could
3: nice. so
4: <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, well, I got this second chance here. I can at least try to do something. So I track a couple songs, you know, I stay for about two months and I'm starting to get a little bit of wind back in my sales. You know, I'm, I haven't like really changed a whole lot in my life, but I'm getting a little more hopeful at least. And I track a, I track a song, I track a song from my daughter and I, and I call it, uh, Angel Without Wings. And uh, I wanted to write a song for her, you know? So I did. It's a beautiful song. I, I'm trying to remember if it's out there or not. If it's not, um, maybe I can find a link and I can share it with anybody that wants it. I am uh,
1: I definitely will.
4: Yeah. I'll see if I can track that down. I may have to just turn it back on in YouTube somewhere if it's not there. I know definitely. it's still posted.
1: Doesn't sound familiar from what I've looked for.
4: Yeah, I'm thinking maybe I might have hidden that, but I'll, I'll unlock that again because it's really it's a really precious song um, that I did for my daughter, and it just I don't know it's like so liberating to finally get to say everything that I need to say. And know that it would be like forever. Yeah, you know, like it wasn't no one could take it away nobody could misconstrue it and i mean it must have taken me six hours to track the vocals because i couldn't sing it without crying
3: oh yeah like
4: i mean i couldn't get two words out because my heart's just totally broken you know i'm trying to find some way to let my daughter know that i still care like this isn't by choice that that we're not together you know like there's it was way more than she could have understood but like
1: oh, how old was she at the time when you wrote that um
4: she would have probably been about five okay five or six yeah
1: has she ever heard it
4: yeah she heard it yeah okay and she still she still loved it she still absolutely loves it i, I eventually i had had a, had a copy of it you know done up real nice and um was all framed out and had you know, special artwork and all that done, put it in velvet and ma- made it real nice, you know, look like a nice presentation, um, That's kind of an awesome. award look looking piece for her, just so special. But, um, then I, I, I decided to move back. So I moved back to Michigan. Um, it was a long, long and, uh, grinding couple of months before, uh, I feel like I started to kind of make any kind of a turnaround to not being—I don't know—I I was still pretty depressed. Plus, I, you know, I mean, I just left and I didn't have anything left of what I had hoped for in Nashville. So, a couple of months, and then I and then I meet who is now my my future wife. Well, come to find out, we had both went to Spring Harbor. Um Come to find out, in a season when everything wasn't sideways, I had been. I had been I was thinking clearly.
3: Oh, it's out that was a youth pastor. Somebody got church and not
4: stage again. Um or wasn't a to pastor, and they wouldn't have had it anyway. So I left that, but um so I come back and I meet her, and when I was that youth pastor years before, apparently we had crossed paths through her working with another youth group. You know, I didn't so much remember that, but she did. So I just went with it. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. You know, so that was that was her immediate feeling of connection to me. And we had a mutual friend that had kind of set set us up to talk. So we did. And um that quickly went to a very quick bond that you know, it was long phone calls and a lot of talking and a lot of visiting. And we, we actually got married within a matter of months. I mean, it was very quick because we were both like, all right, we've both been married and very badly burned in a horrifying situation. <laughs> I think we're old enough at this point in life to know what we want or don't want. Or at least we thought, and thank goodness we were right. But, um, we got married, and then uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, my first daughter, Carolyn, was still living in New Jersey. And I, I said, uh, I don't know how I can, you know, have her be gone, you know, be gone from me. She had already spent one summer with us, and my wife now, Steph, had already fallen in love with her even before we got married. And she says immediately, she's like well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, she's in New Jersey. What are we going to do? She's like, it's, you know, it's a no brainer. What do you mean? What are we going to do? We're going to New Jersey. (laughs) And I'm like, I never in a million years would have like, you'd have thought we would have talked about that. Um, but she was behind it. So I'm like, this is great. We got to go to Jersey. Now I'm still drinking at this point. Like I still have not been able to give this up. Totally an addiction. And um it's to a point in in all honesty that like it's just not gonna end well if something doesn't change, you know. So we 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 at this point now we're having our second child. We're finally getting around to making the move that we plan to make. Um it's my my youngest daughter at this point, um she's probably two months old, and uh Stephanie's daughter that she brought into the marriage, Grace. Um, She's two years younger than my oldest, so we have three kids that we're trying to move to, or two kids that we're trying to move to New Jersey to hopefully be a nice, happy family of, you know, two parents and three children. A blended family. Somehow we're going to make this blended family thing work, you know? And I absolutely, like, I fell in love with her daughter, like, the moment I met her. Like, just this cute little bubbly girl. I remember. I, we still joke about it because she had this insanely huge head of curly hair, and then she had this tiny little body. So it was so disproportionate, but it it couldn't be anything but adorable. You know, it's just just a cute I, I little body. Oh my gosh, it was <laughs> the cutest thing in the world.
1: Like Shirley Temple. Yeah,
4: that's what oh my I'm catching. It, it was so precious. <laughs>
1: I'm dating myself. So
4: we all we all are uh ready to to start over. Um we had we had spent you know a little longer in Michigan than I think we had planned to. We're finally ready to make the move and and we do, we move out to uh Ocean City, New Jersey. It really didn't mean anything to me at the time. I'm like, what is Ocean City? Uh she found the place. I'm like, hey, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. It was gonna be like thirty five minutes from my daughter. I'm like, yeah, it'll work. It was a winter rental. I literally had, I think, $1,800 to my name. That was like Before I made the payment on winter rental, hundred dollars um, So we paid the payment. We, we had like a grand left in the bank. I had no job. Somehow I get this job, like within two or three days and, um, Right around the time, it was it. It's like it all happened at once. So I could be wrong a little bit, but it 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 feels like it's like all within this first week. I'm starting this new job, and my mom had drove out with us. Um, she she let us use a black truck. that was a property of her company. We moved everything mm-hmm. in
3: the black truck. And I need mean, to hold my mouth I'm stopping at the rest. i making mixed
4: drinks in the back of the doctor. I'm in bad shape.
3: Yeah.
4: So it's probably the second or third night. My mom breaks down in tears on the bed in the uh, spare room of this place that we had just moved into. and I And I'm like, what's the matter? You know, like, I'm sure I'm half inebriated at the moment. And uh, she said, she just comes right out with it. She's like, I can't keep watching you do this to yourself, you know? And I don't know why it hit me different then than it did any other time anybody tried to go there. Because I had tried to get sober. Um, I'd gone to meetings, showed up to meetings completely drunk. um, And they're never going to condemn you. They're just going to smile and tell you they're glad to see you there, you know, they're not going to turn you away and come drunk or cracked out of your mind. And they still want you to come. And, uh, it just never stuck for me. But that night, um, I remember that my wife wanted to pray for me. My wife prayed for me after she had talked with me and I felt like, um, I mean, I really meant it. I knew what I wanted. I knew what I needed to do. And uh I just kinda let it be and I went to bed. Well, I woke up the next day. I didn't I didn't wanna I didn't feel like drinking. Like I always want like I'm I was the guy honestly like that drank from dusk till dawn. You know, and if I woke up in the night, I had a drink. Like it was really bad. And it wasn't that I didn't love God because I mean I was I was pouring into my time with God I just couldn't give this up I was I guess I wasn't willing to give it up either yeah. and um that was my that was my day like I didn't go to a treatment center God miraculously delivered me in the night like just took it away Clearly, when we prayed, he took it because I, I
3: still don't even know what to make it, how else to you know make it. It's, in it. it's in delivery for me, and I know that's not everybody's experience, but mine just so happened to be. I prayed so many
4: times, I guess I was due for something. And, um, I did really well. I I only relapsed one time, and it was a really short period. And I uh, I was able to get back back really quick. And my wife was really patient. Um, but that was really the change for me because once that was gone from my life, like I was able to do this whole other thing with 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 my music, with my family, with just what was important with work and all this, it just changed everything yeah. and um clarity it's comes. not like it was it, it wasn't perfect um wasn't perfect but it was a marked difference and um i found myself wanting to do music for him wanting to do his work without having to have it be um, probably for the first time, my identity, you know, because I feel like for so many years, like I tried to use my, my problems to, to make an excuse, you know, to hang on to an identity or I tried to use other people to fix something to help create an identity or, or or diversion or whatever you want to call it to be okay or to be successful. And, um, I felt like for the first time, like it was different, you know? So I, I started writing a lot of music at that point. That was really kind of where everything went on this uptick of where I finally feel like everything that I had struggled and struggled to do. And the thing is that I was in my own way the entire time. Like, I look back and I, and I laugh, like, I remember saying, so I'm sitting in a garage sale when I was uh, in high school, and two um, it, was, it was a husband and wife. They were older, came through to the garage sale. Well, here they work with you know the Gaithers, and they're trying to put together a new you know young teen quartet. And they're like, "Yeah, you sound really good." I'm sitting here in the garage singing, you know, and and like, would you be interested in audition? And I kid you not, I remember saying, "No, nah, man, I do rock and roll." you know (laughs) it's like i look back and i'm laughing i'm like that was the gaithers like they're huge like they know (laughs) everything like and i chuckle and then i and then there's like in like 2000 i'm doing this event because i also had uh my own booking and promoting company when i was in college i used to bring all sorts of bands like michael w smith and back then it would have been uh, Small town poets, just a bunch of different bands that were big at the time. I was I was booking them and bringing them in, and I usually stuck our band as you know one of the the slots, just to some exposure too, yeah. right?
3: Yeah.
4: So like it was kind of, was kind of a seamless little game, but but that's what I did, you know. And then like there was a lot of um, there was a lot of pride. And all that that kind of came in that season. So, uh, the, one of the openers at, at one of the shows was well, everybody knows him now, but like then I had no idea who he was. So he's like, "Yeah, he's this young kid." He said, "I just got off the road with uh Steve Perry, you know, and oh, wow. I played I played lead guitar for uh you know this whole last last year for him, you know." And I'm like, "Oh, that's that's cool." He's like, "Yeah, I." I'm thinking about putting a band together. You guys are really tight. Like, would you guys be interested in, in seeing if we could link up? And and, and I'm just like, I'm like, no, man, we, we're good. You know, that, that oh, arrogance. Geez. There's that arrogance Oh, wow. Again. Yeah. And um, so his name was Lincoln Brewster. Um,
3: <laughs> oh, man.
4: <laughs> so like there's two, two, two times, additionally, where it's like insert foot. You're an idiot. You're full of pride, you know? And then later I finally reached this point where like, I feel like the pride is finally gone that that I'm joking about now, but I reached this point where it's like, I finally realized this isn't about me. You know, this is about reaching people with what I'm saying. So like, it was a long, like long road for me to get like off the stupid train. I, I don't know how to say <laughs> it. Like, like, You'd think yeah. after, you know, so many times, it's like, how many times do you get, you know, I don't even know what to use, whatever. How many times are you going to let your hand be shut in the car door before you learn to stop putting your hand there, right? Like, that's, that's me so long for so long. And I finally realized that this isn't, the, this isn't the way it works. So I like, I start writing these songs and then like, people are like responding to it. And I'm like, this is wild. Like people are connecting with these songs. And uh, this is probably i guess two thousand and seventeen when I really start ramping ramping up into this season that I'm talking about, and um just as things are really starting to come come to a high place, i decide oh i'm gonna i'm gonna move back to michigan my you know my one daughter she seems to be doing really good, I get in this like weird selfish phase or something again, I don't know, and um let's go back to Michigan. There's a, there's an opportunity for me to take this position at the church. And it was my wife's uh, cousin that had the church. It's in Brooklyn, Michigan. So I'm like, there's, this is great. You know, I I had auditioned at several other churches for positions as worship leader. And, you know, I had gotten one offer in North Jersey. that I didn't really want to take the money was great, but the cost of living was through the roof. And I just felt like I needed that kind of role. You know, it's like, here I am again. Now I'm chasing this whole, identity in a position in a role thing all over again. So we go all the way to Michigan. I thought she was in agreement and, um, it was, it had to have been just before 2017 because it would have been, yeah, it was because this is, this is, I remember the day we moved to Michigan was the day that we found out Trump won the election. So we moved on election day and, um, (laughs) because I remember sitting in the hotel that night, but listening to the results, but we, I thought we were in agreement, you know? And like that last day or two, she's like, I don't want to do it. And and, like, I strong armed her, you know, I'm like, but we've already packed. It's already set. You know, like I wasn't budging, you know, it was, it was was totally pride. I didn't want to look stupid. I didn't want to call back, you know? so we go go ahead we move to michigan you know she's unhappy she was miserable for four five months and when i say miserable i can't think of a worse kind of miserable to be in a house with every day to look in the eye and be able to function it there was no way this was going to work she was extremely depressed because i here I thought this is what you've always wanted. All your family and all my family's back in Michigan. Like she's so close with her family, but it it she's there in the midst of that, and it's not what she wants, and it's not what I want. But I'm still too obtaining. We both think of the entire still- time. Oh my gosh, daughter, she's in New Jersey. What am I doing? Like, what am I doing? We didn't get five months into this thing, and and we're sitting down. Like I mean, we're we're hitting the walls like relationally at this point too. Like I'm supposed to be here at the church doing my thing, you know. I'm supposed to be this guy that's got it all pulled together, you know. And here I'm an absolute mess at home, at odds with my wife over this one thing, and half the world doesn't even know what's going on. And do uh, so we level with the counselor, you know, or the counselor, the pastor? and and say uh here's here's what's going on and he's like yeah we can we know like it's it's so obvious we're just trying to give you guys your space and work it out and figure out what you want to do <laughs> yeah. and we're just like like why didn't you say so like we're afraid to say a word you know why didn't you say something so we uh we finally make a decision we're like okay here's the deal we're going to we're going to stay through the summer and uh we're going to leave before before fall so we reach the agreement we're going to do that things almost immediately take a shift because we know a my daughter's going to be with us for the summer so that's going to be that's already going to be like the biggest band-aid you could put on it like now she's here you know this was the biggest hardest part was not seeing her but we also knew that come end of summer, even if she goes back ahead of us, we're coming right behind her.
3: Mm-hmm. So
4: that was a very liberating um, thing for both of us, you know, because we here, we almost, would almost let it reach a point that it was going to ruin our marriage. Like, like, this is how important it is. If you're listening, listen, good. This is how important it is that you don't make decisions with yours, without your spouse included. You have to be on the same page. Yes. Like I, I cannot think of apart from all this other stuff, a bigger, more important lesson to learn. If you, if you, if you haven't learned it, learn it via my story, because you don't want to learn it the other way. Um, To be a team. Yeah. That it, it was a brutal hole to climb out of. Um, we had a counselor that we saw, like there was just a lot of stuff created out of it. But, um, so coming out of that, believe it or not, coming out of that was kind of where I finally had this first, I guess what I would call from the world's viewpoint, my first success in, in music, like mm-hmm. as far as like, uh, and I'm not going to pretend that it didn't matter because it, it was important to me. You know, I love music. I loved writing and, you know, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted it to be balanced though. You know, I wanted it to reach a point where, okay, I want my music to be for God. That was the easy part. You know, I was already writing Christian songs, but A, do I mean it? Is there heart behind it? Am I doing it for me or am I doing it for, um, other people? Am I doing it to impress people? Am I doing it so that I can get a certain reputation, whatever it is. Like, I feel like I fought all of that nonsense, you know? And, um, it slowly started to go, and um, it's amazing because then it's like I'm sitting in a crummy little, thrown together studio, the very tail end of that situation in Michigan, right before we left, and I'm recording the song at the time that was um, going to become my first, you know, successful mm-hmm. song, and it's called uh, "Never Looking Back." And I thought, you know, I'm going to record this. And then I'm going to, I'm going to shoot a music video too. So I'm like, Hey, I'm asking my daughters, you know, my daughters are both helping. I think all three of my girls are in the video somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we're shooting this video. We put it all together and we're just shooting this with some simple little old school SLR camera. Right. And, um, like I think YouTube (laughs) downgraded it. It was actually a nice high def video originally, but they downgraded it when I uploaded it years ago. But I end up releasing the song and I'm like, I'm blown away. I'm all of a sudden I'm getting like a phone call from this lady that I had met at random through, um, so Bethel, um, Bethel, what's the name of that place. It doesn't matter. There's this, this publishing company for books. I'm trying to think of the name of it. I'd met this guy, um, Sean, that worked for him. And I had done an interview on the radio with him at one point and, and he had told me about this other lady, Laura, that, that does a lot of stuff with promotions, you know, as I, again, like I said, I've already ruled out for myself. I want nothing to do with the music industry. Like as far as attaching myself to a record label for ownership, because it's just too dark and dirty. And, um, I could do a whole show on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I bet It's just awful but she hits me up and she says have you have you have you looked at what what's online i said no she's like i sent the press re- release out you know this is before i even see the response to the radio stations that picked it up because you know up to this point i had no idea there was a right and wrong way to take music and deliver it in front of the radio stations where they would actually play it like everybody mm-hmm. when we were growing up oh yeah i got a cassette or a cd i sent it to the radio that, that's yeah, just not, just mail not how you do it it's just not how it's done. And um once i figured all that out it was like everything changed. The light bulb went off. Like yes it costs some money to get there and and to place it there but like what where it takes it is like exponential. So like i'm really excited already going into this at the possibility. So she uh she hits me up. And she says, "Did you see who picked up your your story?" I said, "No." She, and she proceeds to tell me, and I'm I'm so new at this that like I don't know what it really means at first. And she's like, "Well, you, did you see Hillels and briefcast and you know Jesus Freak Hideout and all these places? They're they're republishing the story." And and I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." And 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 like I didn't realize that it really actually was was a really big deal at the time. So. I'm excited. And then next thing you know, like I'm watching it go for a couple of weeks, she's watching it, we're watching it and I'm watching this song climb in the charts. I'm like, this, this is crazy. I never in a million years thought I'd have a song land in the charts. So the song ends up, ends up making it up all the way up in the charts. It hits number one. It it sits in number one for 17 weeks. Wow. And yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It was. I it was. It. it was amazing. And you. Ha- the funny thing is, is I was not a Christian, or I was not a country singer. Like at the time, I like country music, but I'm. Mm-hmm. I was. I was trying for this whole different area of Christian music. This just the old pop rock, you know, AC Christian music, right? Everything that's on the normal radio stations, and um, a love kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. So I, I, you know, I, and there's still people that argue that's not really a country song. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's, it's like, it's, it's every bit of what modern country is, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's like a mix of pop rock and Southern rock. It's country. So I never thought about doing it. She, she suggested I drop it in the country category and I did.
1: (laughs) if, If that's all I ever saw was that video of that song, I would think that you were a country singer.
4: Well, so that's where it's it's interesting. So I've still written all these other songs, and, and I kept trying to do like releases in the AC spot. I kept trying to. So if you don't know what AC is, like there's all these radio categories, and it's just what they name. They have AC Odd. They have all these weird names that I really still don't know what they all mean. It's just <laughs> the, the genre categories. <laughs> you, you can go look them up. I'm not even going to try to name them. Okay. Um but but they all cost money. So you're like really carefully trying to decide where am I gonna put this stuff at because like I'm just a guy that works construction that makes enough to support my family and that's it. Like now I'm gonna record this album over here, it's gonna cost me ten grand. It's gonna I gotta this is back still when we're making CDs still. Now I gotta have all these CDs made and I gotta have all the you know merch and stuff that I wanna sell at concerts and it's it starts adding up, you know. So, anybody that ever thought, like, hey, go be a Christian music artist and you'll make tons of money. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's not
3: how it works.
4: If you don't do this because you love it or what you're doing, um, Is actually reaching somebody, there's no reason to do it because you will never ever make
0: money. There's a question truth patriot is asking Does AC stand for alternative Christian?
4: Do you remember, bro? Do you you remember? I don't. Oh, okay. It's very possible, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Like I said, I uh, (laughs) sorry, dude. Um. I just never got lost in those details. It was it was hard enough just to like, right, dude. if I you do even, even the half of what it takes to get, um, so for me to get that song to the point where I actually release it and send it out to be picked up once it goes out, it's insane. There's like 20 different website stops between all the stuff with ASCAP and, and all the copyright, it's insane. So it's like, do that while you're trying to be a youth pastor, a worship pastor and work a full-time construction job and be a dad and be a husband, it got really taxing. So eventually I just stopped trying. I just stopped trying, you know, and I just said, you know, I'm just going to do this as I have time to do it. I don't care. I don't need to be this guy on tour. Like it didn't even sound glamorous anymore, you know, like, I'm going to lie and say, hey, I would never like to be, you know, doing this awesome huge show somewhere. They're fun. It's, It's so fun. You know, you get on a stage, you're playing a song and people out there like the song. Of course you're going to react to that you know energy feeds energy it's just Mm -hmm. an obvious but um Mm -hmm. when you get to a place where that isn't the most important thing and you realize that hey i have a much cooler thing that i'm doing over here by leading worship every week and watching a room connect and i watch these people go vertical and I watch lights go off and I watch walls come down and I watch chains break. I watch people being healed. Like all these things that happen when you're investing and sewing in all these different areas of ministry and services at special events and different things where you just see God moving. There like there's a reason like we, we do worship at church, you know, we, we prep ourselves and put ourselves in yeah. a posture in a place to, that God can connect, you know, where we can connect with him. Like there's a reason music is so powerful for better or for worse to our soul, to our yes. spirit. Like there's there's a reason that like people were worried even back in the day, hey, that's that seems like evil music. You, you really you listening to that, you know? Like there's mm-hmm. a reason because it's true. Like it it touches stuff, you know? And well, it's I, have, either, I absolutely it's agree either good you. or bad. Yep. And um, that's what people like today, like the stuff we're listening to. Like, it's taking you one way or the other. And I catch myself as much as anybody. Like, they're really clever about what they do with it. You know, they're very clever about what they do with the music. They know that the beat is the first thing that people are going to notice. Like, a vibe or a style is probably the second thing, you know. It's so little about the actual lyrics other than the one little hook, you know. Every song's got a hook. Sometimes it's only musical, sometimes it's just this one little section of words, but every song's got a hook. And if the hook isn't overly blatant, you're going to you're going to dr- gravitate to that and miss all the all the all the crummy stuff that's in there that's that's so bad. But um I feel like me finally getting to that place where God could use me without it having to be beneficial to me was like the hardest part of the journey. Like it, it took me, gosh, I mean, we go from 95 to like, this is 2017 when that song came out and that's a long, that's a long chunk of time.
1: Yeah. I mean, was was it
4: it 22 years? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. 22 years. It took me to get from self-centered self-destructive lost without a, Clue what direction I'm supposed to be walking in to finally hearing God, and finally not thinking about myself first. Yeah. Like twenty-two years. Thank God
1: um, that it was twenty-two years, and it wasn't (laughs) never.
3: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah. I mean we've we've done a few things like I say since then. I had another song a couple years ago did really well. I was I was really blessed again. Ended up doing great with that. And
1: I like King Jesus. That was another one. King Jesus.
4: So King Jesus was a funny song that like so I released that one and it was it was wild because I thought, hey, this is kind of a cool worship worshipful tune. At the time that it came out, I'd have to look to see exactly what year it was, but um I feel like that was the one that I did right before never looking back. So I had done that like a couple months earlier, that was the one that we had originally talked about and, and I didn't get any traction. So that was when she suggested I try the country thing. So I did, but the King Jesus one, I I mean, I got plenty of airplay, but like it just, it didn't do anything, you know? And at the time, like I, I equated, well, how did it do in the charts? to how, how did the song do? So, like, it was a double-edged sword, you know. Once, once I had succeeded that, like, I, I, I really knew immediately that what I wouldn't have known from before was I need to be really careful here because I've seen where that puts me before. And even my, um, even my publicist said to me, she said, you know, we've talked about like where where this has taken you before. She's mm-hmm. like. You keep saying you think you're ready, you know, because we're talking about at this point, we're talking about reaching out to uh, centricity and some other places and and maybe going back the route of the label again. You know, I've actually started toying with the notion and she's saying to me, you know, like, is this really where you want to go, you know, because, you know, where this has taken you before. And I was really fortunate, you know, for people like that, that like weren't just in it for themselves, that they were actually looking out for me. And, uh, things like that from people like her kept me grounded, like moving forward to say, Hey, you know, this isn't, this isn't really where I want to go. And the funny thing is, is you can't, so being this whole thing that we've talked about identity, like you can't be stuck in this. I don't even know how to say this. Let me think about this for two seconds. Um,
3: So. Into gratification. Please
4: right? that's what i say. So if you're looking for instant gratification, if you're looking for a quick fix or that same feel good each time, always say make you feel like a pen. Like it's <laughs> like on heroin, you feel good, you hit that first heroin high, so they say hey, I'm to, like I mean, you don't have to at your Always chasing it hard to get back there. And you never hit that same level. And it's the same with anything of addiction. You're always chasing it just a little, little further out of bounds. And, and it's putting you in a more dangerous place than you started with, but you don't even recognize that because you're only only worried about chasing that satisfaction for what you think you need in the flesh or whatever you think you need to identify with. So the danger. That she kind of saved me from was chasing that thing that I, that she knew wasn't wasn't good for me, and she kept me on 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 the path, you know, of of not going back in that that whole. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Zoo, the vicious cycle of what, what it probably would have torn me up again, like it did before. I just, just I came to the realization that like I don't think being I don't care what degree of you want to call it is being famous or having that level of success, I don't think it's good for anybody. (laughs) I just don't. Um, Because I haven't really seen too many people handle it well, or steward it well. Like there's, We obviously all know some people that have, but they're just so few. And when you think of how many people try to, how many people aspire to it, how many people have gotten their toes in, how, how wrong it's gone for them. Like yeah. you could you could list tons of guys, even just in Christian music, like whoever thought Hawk Nelson would walk away, whoever thought all these people, like it just, you hear the song, and you're like, wow, that's a powerful song. He had that one. I can't remember the name of it, but the one was just like so powerful. And I hear that story and I'm like, yep, that's what happens. You know, these guys, these guys well, look, get, get baited in and, and they get really disillusioned.
1: Look at the Bible. I mean, the Bible's full of examples of just even the kings of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean look at David, look at Solomon. I mean, yes, getting that much attention when you're getting it focused on you it's, I, I would think it's very easy to just lose track and lose sight of the mission or you know whatever God has called you for and start to just concentrate on yourself and the pride like you like you see yeah. so.
4: It's it's a real easy trap and a slippery slope. Um, I feel. I mean, some people are better uh, than others. I uh, I'm sure. I feel like I knew I was an addictive personality all along, whether it be with substances or. I mean, if if it's that way for that, it's probably that way for you for attention for, yeah, um, needing the spotlight for all these different things, and if you don't learn to put everything in the balance where it belongs. I mean, it will keep consuming you. Because um, I think of like that season with the alcohol and that was a horribly destructive season for me and my family and I could make excuses for all that season and say, yeah, but it was so bad. You don't know how bad it was. You don't know what she did to me. and like, I would do that for a long time. I tried
3: that, it would like soothe my mind you know, justification, you know. We have nobody to came at the end of the day by ourselves and still gonna be accountable to God, we have the best in the world than that. And the funny difference between convincing the world and convincing God is the world
4: involves for it. God's never gonna fall for it, you know. He's he's always gonna know where we really stand, you know and um so as much as i've enjoyed getting a chance to to have some some time of getting the flesh part of being able to say hey i had some success in the industry you know that's all great and it is exciting and it's cool to know that i i i you know chased after it hard and it was something that was important to me and and i accomplished it that's awesome but it was so tiny in the grand scheme of Everything looking back over the last twenty, whatever. I don't. I'm 47, so I don't know. Almost, almost 30 years now. I guess from the season that he really started doing his first work on I mean, you know, like that's so much more valuable. Yeah, I, I have to say, just find track,
0: find solace knowing that as talented as you are, you've got it, brother. I mean, you, you don't need the accolades. You know what you are. You know you're talented and and you know where your talents from. And that's what's important. you
4: yep. You're right. And I'm telling you, it took it took thirty years to get there. Sorry, <laughs> um, it's, it's right, man. We're human. We got was, egos. Whatever and it was. I'll tell you. It, so it's it's been a beautiful um this was the coolest part. I feel like I guess I'm gonna kinda start to bring it down, kind of coming out of this last little thing. Um, so I wanna say two things. The first is I hit we hit this goofy season of COVID. I'm I'm making that like yellow face with the green throw up right now as I say <laughs> that word, but Yeah, um, he is. <laughs> um so that season, gosh, it was weird, but like we all got pulled out of our churches and out of our norm of what we were we got sucked out of every community and function we were doing. It was it was awful. And Like, so that meant, like, for me, like, I was just ramping up again. I was just out. I was, I had just literally started this huge tour, spent all this money, was doing all this stuff for my Love Reigns project. And now we got to put it all to a screeching halt, you know, I'm like, great. (laughs) So at the time I remember being really frustrated, you know, like Gosh, I did all this work prepping, and and now we're we're at a dead standstill. And then I found myself like three months in. It's probably a lot of things because we were, we were all bored, we were all confused, we were all angry, we were we were all so many things through these, especially the first couple of years of that, trying to make heads or tails of what any of it meant. And I thought, I'm not really feeling like doing music so I, I really wasn't doing much musically at all i had just tracked like i said i had just tracked some stuff for the love Rains project and i had also tracked this this song that i'm getting ready to release the radio um really soon here and apart from that you know i had, I had done a couple of uh country songs one was Wash in the blood um did another song that I had planned on releasing it'll, I really, really, really do well on secular country market. Um, it's, it's not like not Christian and it's not worldly. It's just like, it was one of those songs that I think I wrote it with the concept of, eh, this could be, you know, like something that could hit both markets. And then, uh, there's another one I did, but that song, like I had planned to release, Right in that season, that country time, and it was so cool because I lost interest. And uh, in the midst of it, I'm watching, I'm watching the industry, I'm watching, the capital, I'm watching all of these, all the Christian country charts, and I'm seeing all these secular guys siphoning off the availability to slide in there and 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 score some recognition and score some whatever whatever they're looking for like they're literally sucking up all the spots and you're thinking gosh these guys are nothing if they're they're certainly not christians i mean you know so what's up with that you know and then i'm seeing like the opposite thing going on where i'm seeing tons of these christian guys working so hard to get themselves over here into the secular side of things and keeping just a little bit of Jesus in there, so that they can feel like they're doing okay, and and maybe get the best of both worlds, right? I feel like again, there's another opportunity where I could have stepped horribly wrong and kind of gotten off track, and it was like God in the midst of that, kind of put the brakes on the whole thing for me before I decided to release that to the secular. I mean. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I feel like my heart behind that. I'm still kind of calling into question if uh, if that would have been the best move for moving forward. You know, because I, I, I've I've kind of since then over the last few years that this has started to wind down and kind of normalize before it goes crazy again shortly. Um, <laughs> I've kind of got back to that place where it's crystal clear that like now, like, like I, I resonate with like anybody in the chat know, uh, John Cooper skillet, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Like
4: he had an article that was just incredible. And, uh, on, on the apostate church, like, and it's, it's one of them things where it's like, nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Cause God forbid you talk about, you know, our Christian body not being able to be, you know, have our liberty and this or that, you know, and it's like, it just struck a chord with me, you know, and I read it and uh, I thought, man, it's got to stop being both. It's got to stop being us looking as much like the world as we can and getting away with doing that instead of looking like Jesus. And um,
1: Yeah, we're set apart. We're, Sean, are called to be different.
4: Yeah. Somebody help me with it. So Sean running around doing the worship conferences everywhere, all over the country. Was his last name.
3: You, so, you, yes. you. That guy. Awesome guy.
4: He posted something in the same name a week or two ago. Talking about kind of just blowing the lid on on the Christian music industry and what he sees and, and all this stuff. And it's like, I wish more people would. You know, not because I want to start this campaign of, like, talking trash about people, because I don't believe we should be doing, you know, trashing each other's churches and pastors and all that. But, like, from a generic standpoint, I think it should be getting said that, hey, why don't we stop claiming all these liberties that are just really excuses for sinful lifestyle instead of calling it what it is and saying, No, that's you rewriting the rules to suit your life so that you can feel okay. And I don't know if I'm the only one that notices, but like you touch some of these topics and it's funny how much it feels like you've taken, you're trying to take away somebody's most prized possession when you breach the topic and they don't see the truth of what that says. And it's kind of like. Kind of like looking back, like I look at my own life in some of these things I've talked about tonight, and it's the same thing, you know? Like if you're holding it that tight, at a higher place than you should, you know? Somebody, I don't care, I don't we stand on the mold or anything. That's the opinion of God, but like, I know where my heart is, and I know that even if I didn't have a problem at this point, I would probably be on that campus that's, hey, you know what? percent of this congregation's in recovery. Maybe I shouldn't be making that my whole world, you know, because they're watching me and like, they're really getting the wrong idea here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They get on these, these like stances and it's like, is that stance really that important that, that we're gonna sacrifice the people around you just so that you can have your liberty. Your liberty is Jesus Christ Thank clarified. Yes. That's your liberty. That is your one liberty with Amen. that comes Amen. all the great things that he has for us. That's your Liberty. Amen. Not all these things that everybody wants to say are so important. And, um, it kinda, it goes into this last thing I want to say. And it's, it's, it's like, it's become their identity or their God. And they really become one and the same, because if you look at what everybody's doing, Everybody's trying to get away with that. (laughs) Like, what's the verse about um, the lukewarm? I'll spit you out. Um, You've seen the illustration um, about walking the fence. You know, you got to be on one side or the other. Like, we've Mm -hmm. seen it illustrated all these different ways, right? Razor's Edge, you know, it's horrible when you think it. it, it, Why would you want to camp out there? Like, you're either for or you're against. Yeah.
1: Yes. You're either for Christ or against Christ. Yes.
4: And um, why are we working so hard to have the best of both worlds, when the truth is, is both worlds aren't the best. <laughs> and both think, worlds are not even fulfilling at the end of the day. I you think know? we
1: search for so much love outside of God. Mm. You know, we search mm-hmm. for love from people. We search from, for love for, you know, even our spouses or our children, or our family, friends all of those things and I think artists to search for love just I mean they're people just like you know yeah
4: mm-hmm. we're
1: all broken I mean yeah mm-hmm. the music industry is no different than you know the church being we're all broken people and there mm-hmm. are you know we're all yep. just trying to figure out our way through it and and to expose light on a problem is the way that it gets fixed yep you know
4: yep yeah, everybody's worried about offending people, and it's like nobody asked you to go in with the most abrasive tone you could just address it, you know? We don't mm-hmm. need to address it as abrasive as possible, because that, that's not that's not God either. But we mm-hmm. need to be honest, and we need to be point blank and do it lovingly. Like, you can do both. Yeah, <laughs> And it's like, if your kid's running into traffic, you're not going to do it lovingly. Like there's times where <laughs> yeah. in life as well, like you're not gonna watch your best friend overdose, you're gonna open your mouth. You know, you're not gonna watch your marriage go up in flames because you don't wanna be honest. Well, be honest, you know? All these things are important, like but the big takeaway of the biggest place God has brought me on this journey is is just back to that whole word identity and which is why I feel like it's so important that I release this last song and which, you know, like I wrote a whole curriculum for this thing a couple of years ago that I never did anything with. It was called, uh, we're going to call the event fire, fire and love worship encounters. Right. Yeah. And the whole premise of it was identity in Christ were lifestyle of worship. Like this whole, this isn't just music. There's a lifestyle. Your lifestyle lived is your worship to God. Like you wanna show the best worship, the lifestyle that you live is perfect expression of worship. And you can only do that if you're in tune with him and if you understand who you are. And we couldn't possibly be in a in a time when that's a bigger question that's up in the air. And it's not a dig, it's, it's a reality. Like we're in a time where people are so confused about, how to even think for themselves anymore because all they get is bombarded by whatever the tv says or whatever the you know little cycle on social media the i don't even know what to call that anymore but like you're bombarded with everybody else telling you what you want what you need who you are just all these things like we don't even know how to think for ourselves anymore. We don't even, we're not even in touch with our own emotions anymore. And people are always like, but I feel, but I feel. And it's like, no, you feel, you have emotions, you're right, but they're not, you're not operating in the emotions that God gave you to operating in. You're operating in the emotions the world has gotten you to pay attention to. So
1: I have this we, analogy. We easily about, fall for that. This and I have this analogy that's uh, trained that, uh, my pastor mentor, I've shared it with here with a few people. But I often say, like, don't let your emotions run your train. Mm-hmm. And he always had this picture of a. Uh, it's an engine, the coal car and the caboose. And the engine is fact, truth. The coal is faith and the caboose is your feelings or emotions. And what goes into the engine is faith. Mm-hmm and the caboose is your feelings the train can run with with or without the caboose it's the faith in fact that runs your train so so a lot of times i'll say that to myself like if i get all wigged out about something like okay just don't let all right your emotions don't run your train
3: that's right Yep. Yep. Emotions
1: are important. I mean, especially yep. in mu- music, I think. I mean, that's it's it's a trigger, I think, or a um spark or whatever that gets you to kind of maybe get in touch with some things inside, maybe some work that God wants to do. So, yeah. So, awesome yeah, well, you're, I agree. you've been given a great platform for it.
4: I uh I feel like we um we're either going to be owned and marching to the beat of what God has said about us and called us to, or we're going to be owned and marching to the beat of whatever the world's shouting. And most of us struggle with that. If you're anything like me daily, um, that's the thing. I, I hope people get like, there's an array of, people in their faith, even just in this room. And then we go way beyond that with anybody that might hear this later. We're all up and down. We are all at different places, sometimes more than once. And sometimes we're doubling back. Sometimes we're taking huge steps forward. Sometimes we're taking huge steps back. Is it right or wrong? I don't think that's the way to look at it. I think the way to look at it is, you know, this is a race, this isn't a Sprint. This is a process. Mm-hmm. God has a plan. Like, He knows who we are. He said who we are. We need to start believing who we are. We need to start trusting and, and listening to who He says we are. Mm-hmm. We need to look at the scripture and say, This is who He says I am. Because we're not going to feel like that. It's not going to feel like who we are when we wake up. Mm-hmm. I don't know about everybody else, but I don't wake up and say, the First words out of my mouth, first or not. God says, that, you know, and It's a long yeah. list, you know? Yeah. Like, like, I can't even think of what to say right now. That's how, that's how, like, I, I should have had some like elaborate little example. And I don't even have that because like the reality is, is we don't think that highly of ourselves, um, most of the time. And the reason that we don't is because like, we should be looking in the mirror and we should see who Christ says that we are, but instead we're usually looking in the mirror and we're seeing what. The world has put on us what satan's put on our mind um whatever we've put before our own eyes that's tainted our view which happens a lot yeah and it all affects our identity it all affects what we think of ourselves it makes us be bound up by things that are then going to control us like like what's the verse where it says um where it tells us to first bind the strong man like there's i'm trying to remember the name of the What what the verse was for that, but this whole illustration that, like, until you deal with the strong man, you're not going to be able to move forward. Like, it would be like turning your back on the guy with the gun, and hoping Mm -hmm. that you're going to be okay. Like, you don't do that. Like, the problem is if we keep getting sucked into being bound by the things of this world, letting these things own us, then we're going to very quickly and easily um forget what God says about us yeah you said something really be in that
1: you said something early on tonight that struck me that kind of is along these lines and that um I wrote it down here about it wasn't that you didn't love God it was you know when you were I think you were talking about how you were struggling even with with the drinking or but it was that at this point, it wasn't that you didn't love God it's that you mm-hmm. were struggling. And I, yep. I think that's an important distinction that people should make. And I'm, I'm very thankful that you did say that, because um, we all struggle with stuff. And it's, it's not that we didn't, we don't love God in that time. But it's that God loved us. You mm-hmm. know, and that he he stuck around with you and he he continued to give you opportunities upon opportunities and like you stated there are many times that you felt like oh i was shooting myself in the foot or you know whatever but god just kept bringing those opportunities and yeah. he just he just never gives up and so praise god for that right
4: yeah we we literally are our own worst enemy um like i'm trying to think on my uh youtube channel i woke up it's this piece that deals with um a proper view of sonship and, and christ right um versus this like mentality of chasing like we can chase this set of rules so hard that we can never accomplish it because we're so focused on chasing the rules whereas the opposite approach is to understand who you are and let Let yourself be that before God and fall in love with God, and like literally a lot of stuff goes away. So it's this sonship piece that I have on my YouTube channel. I I can't remember the title of it. You'd think I could remember like three words, but I can't. Um, Check it out because it's 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 not that it's just like oh wow this great piece that, that I put together. I literally woke up one day and it was on my heart, and I hit record, you know, and I had no idea who I was gonna be sharing it with or that I would even upload it. But it ministers to me at least twice a year, if not six times a year. You know? I have to go back and listen to it because the the worst thing is forgetting who you are, what God said about you, and falling for that nonsense. Because it doesn't take any of us but about two hours to have the biggest pity party in the world <laughs> and find ourselves on um, the downward spiral of the month. And right. It's just it's just the reality. Like
3: yeah. I get mad
4: when I hear people say, like, I'll stop making excuses. Like that that's the wrong approach. And then it's it's just as much the wrong approach to just constantly camp out and say, But but we're we're all sinners. We're all sin. Yes, yes, we are. We don't have to be stuck in either mindset. Let's that's just right. let's just hit let's just hit the place where we we know that we're heading towards what he's called us to and we keep refreshing our mind to that and keep refreshing our mind on what he says we are, Who we say, we he says we are. Yes. And we'll be good. We're going to screw up a lot between, but if we keep our head on those things, we'll be doing good.
1: Thank you, (laughs) Daryl. Yeah, really was um, an honor to have you on here tonight. And um, just to bring us into a glimpse of how God is, brought you along. And he's continuing to bring you along. And um, we're just really honored by that. And there are so many good points that you made about, you know, exposing light into the yeah. darkness. And, and I, we're just gonna we're gonna pray for you tonight. And I know, Ron's got maybe a piece of salvation to do here for people who want to call in, but um, we'll play a, a blessing over you and your family tonight too, as we close. So uh, thank you real quick two
0: questions can you name you have two number uh, Jeff who's in our live chat has mentioned you got two number one songs could you say those again for us please two number one um, Christian songs never
4: looking back and running down revival
0: awesome thank you so if anyone wants to find those on YouTube or iTunes and Jeff has noted that angel without wings you can find that on iTunes now sweet thanks buddy one more question are you going to Bards Fest me yes i, I doubt it <laughs> okay well there'll no, be more in the future so. so i'm sure we'll see you
4: in the future i hope to one of these days Good.
0: all right i wanted to read out of john 14 6. john 14 6 says jesus said to him i am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me mary what's that mean to you what does that mean exactly
3: you with me Mary repeat that
1: I'm sorry
0: Jesus John fourteen six. I am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the Father except through me this is red letter this is Jesus Jesus said to him I am the way and the truth and the life
1: there's one way and we'll be thankful that God gave us a way
0: a way yeah When Jesus says, I am the way, what he's saying is, I am the way to heaven, and no one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, your salvation is in Jesus Christ. Just simply knowing God is not going to get you to heaven. Your salvation lies within Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess. And are saved. If there's anyone here in live chat that is not saved, please call in. Mary and I will pray for you. If you are listening to this on a recording and you are not saved and you wish to be, and you should, please get in touch with Mary and I. We'd love to pray for you. You can find us at on Telegram at this is an official godcast. You can find us on Facebook now. You can find us on Twitter. You can email us at this is an official godcast at gmail.com. Uh please, if you are not saved and you wish to be, get a hold of us. We'd love to help you. Mary, we've had a couple of prayer requests. Um, I don't know if you yes. saw, um, there was one for Lorley's mom.
1: Yep, I and, saw
0: that. Okay, and you saw that, and her friend's mom?
1: Yep, yep. Okay.
0: And um, we are blessed to have Jeff in the live audience tonight. Jeff, thank you for joining us. We have greatly missed you. We've been praying for you, and we're going to pray for you again tonight.
1: Yeah, he's been busting up the scriptures.
0: Yes, thank you for all the tonight. scriptures,
1: Jeff. It's just like he's back on the team.
0: I know. We didn't plan on that. It's like having him and Sidious right back throwing scripture all night. It's beautiful, isn't
1: it? Yes.
0: Man, thank you for joining us. Great to have you here. Looking forward to uh, Brothers in a Bible shortly, too. If we can have that back, that would just be a blessing.
1: Yes. And uh, we're going to pray for Mila. Yes. And we're going to pray for Keturah. Yes. Katura popped in the chat. And. Uh, would like some prayer for her
3: testimony coming up here okay just next week okay lord we're gonna lift this night up to you again and thank you for fridays it never gets old lord i don't know if people can hear but i have
1: my patio door open and probably the kids you can hear the kids playing outside but I don't want to shut the door because I want him to hear this prayer so it'll be okay <laughs> Lord um thank you for tonight thank you that you've given us this opportunity to have Daryl on and thank you for all the work that you've been doing in his life and you've just stuck with him and it's amazing how um you, you're, you've you brought him to a place where he can look back and, and see all that you've done and that he's able to share it here. And I just know that there are some people who have already been encouraged tonight. So I thank you for that. And I thank you for the people that are going to be encouraged going forward and that they'll be able to um, take a piece of this that the Holy Spirit has already already prepared the way for for that to reach their heart and their mind and we just want to pray a blessing over daryl and his wife and his kids and his um, music lord and all that you're doing in his life lord we just pray over an abundance and we we pray for surprising moments where um, you're just able to bring some joy into his life that he's maybe not even expecting and that he'll be able to um pay that forward even with sharing that joy with other people. So we just wish um we don't wish anything. We we know we know Lord that you will bring blessing upon him. So thank you. And we we want to thank you for Jeff coming in tonight to the um the chat and that thank you for the scripture that you put on his mind to throw out here for us tonight and we know that jeff just really thanks a lot of daryl and so we we we're just so blessed that jeff was able to be here tonight to hear um daryl speak and we just pray a blessing over jeff and his wife and health abundant health over him and we want to pray for Mila, and we want to thank you for um, for no injuries and no damage being done in the earthquake in Chile. And uh, thank you, Lord, for protecting her. And we we ask for a blessing over her and everything that they've got going on, planning for the next Bards Fest out there, and that everything will go according to your will, Lord. And we pray for this Bards Fest coming up here in Kentucky too, Lord, that everyone that you've called to be there will be there, Lord, and that you'll make a way. And if that is even for Daryl to be there, Lord, we pray for that way to be opened. And, Lord, we want to pray for Keturah and her testimony coming up next, next Friday, Lord. We pray against all tactics of the enemy right now in the name of jesus we speak life over Keturah and her family and as she prepares for this testimony because lord you have got you've got a plan and your will's going to be done and satan you can't have it so get out of there in the name of jesus lord thank you for Thank you for this protection that you're placing around her right now. Even as we speak, there'll be angels just around her right this moment that she'll be able to feel your presence and give her the confidence that she'll be able to speak life out to us next Friday. And Lord, we lift all this up to you in your precious name, in the name of Jesus. And I also want to pray a blessing over those kids playing out in the parking lot right now. Jesus. Show them a little bit of you. In Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Just a patriot. Daryl Boyer, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Uh, Stick around. After the show, we're going to play a song, and then uh, we want to have you hanging out in Zoom uh, after the show. We just want to say our own little special goodbyes to you. And uh, that'd be awesome if you could. Uh, Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody that's here live, everybody that's listening on the recording, thank you each and every single one of you for joining us. We appreciate you. Yes. All right. This is... uh, we're going to play one of daryl's songs here this this is his close this is his new song what's the name of this new song again daryl i am complete i am complete okay so all right and you can find this on youtube yep itunes nope Nope. not yet okay so everybody youtube download this tonight all right all right oh my
1: we're gonna pray that zoom isn't gonna shut it off either so we'll pray against that
0: yeah we got a we got a couple minutes here my dearest friends let us forget we are here for one reason one reason only and that is to spread the gospel of our lord and savior jesus christ so please get out there find that person that you love that does not know him and share your testimony we love you guys thanks for joining us
1: love you good night
0: I almost played Wash in the Blood. I love that song so much. <laughs> I know.
1: That's a good one, too. This is a good song. Listen up, everybody. This is awesome. Lord, you call me
3: a bad name. You say I'm more than just a face lost in the crowd. Chose to call me some The price you paid for me Because my worth and your great love Lord, you rescued me You brought me back, delivered me Now I've been redeemed You made me clean Set me free Lord, you brought me out of
2: darkness
3: and your blood has covered me. I
2: am complete. This victory. Oh, I declare that I can walk in all you've spoken over me. I have fearfully and wonderfully been made.
3: I am complete. Who I am. Who I am. Would you declare that I can walk in perfect peace as you release me to fulfill my destiny? Trying on me, oh no! You reveal the full reflection of my true identity.
2: You make me pain. set me free. Oh Lord, you brought me out of darkness
3: and your blood has covered me. I am complete. This victory.
2: I declare
3: that I can walk in on you, spoken over me, and I have fearfully and wonderfully been made, I am complete you, it's who I am.
2: Free, oh Lord you brought me out of darkness and your blood
3: has covered me, Oh Lord you brought me out of darkness and your blood has covered me, I will come fearfully and wonderfully been made, it's who I am. I am
2: complete.
3: That was awesome. (laughs) You're muted, Ron.
1: (laughs) I know you're talking, but we can't hear you.
0: Oh man, I'm just, I'm just so excited. That song was so awesome. I just say Daryl, your story's not done. You got a lot of more uh, number ones coming and uh, this is just the beginning for you, brother.
4: Yeah. Uh, I really love that one. It was really hard for me to not do something with that song like this whole time. Like it's taken a fair amount of restraint because like the first, like when I finished, I'm like, that's a really special. Song. Yeah, just, it is. It just is like, it just I'm like, is there's like so much like there um like i said mary the other day like i can't even begin to take credit for these lyrics because it's like i try and my lyrics stink (laughs) like when the holy spirit like gives me something like it's great like i can write on my own and it stinks and like so when he gives me something like i say it's got to that place now where it's like I don't even. I don't. I certainly wouldn't even bother to record it if it if it wasn't from him because yeah. it's not going to do anything anyway. Yeah. Praise so Jesus. it's well, just, it's it's been such a privilege.
1: <laughs> we're very honored that you shared that with us tonight. So
0: yes, thank you once again, Daryl Boyer. You can find him on YouTube. Yeah. All, right. All right, guys. We'll uh we'll be
3: here next week, 7 p.m. right here on Podbean Live. Yeah. We'll see you then. Love ya. Good night.